0: Have you ever been in a job that you just couldn't stand anymore? You had a toxic environment or you had a bad experience or you just wanted to quit and do something else? How do you actually deal with something like that that might be a little bit out of your control? Have you ever dreamed of maybe leaving a 9 to 5, not because you hate it, but mostly because you want something new, you want to try something else, or you feel like you want more out of your life? Today's episode is going to be dedicated to working nightmares hola hello everybody and welcome to the pretty sure podcast the podcast where we talk about life love travel business and everything in between life tends to get messy sometimes and nobody really taught us how to live it with your new best friend confidant and host yours truly sabrina i will always have your back and it is my mission that you never feel alone again because i'm always here So fasten your seatbelts because the ride is about to get really bumpy. Welcome to season two and let's go. Welcome back, guys, to another solo episode of Pretty Sure Podcast. Before starting with today's topic, I have a couple of announcements and a huge, huge thank you because I got an email today saying I actually made it into the top 50 in France and top 100 in Hungary. So, first of all, thank you to whoever is listening in Hungary. I love you. Thank you to everyone that is listening to the podcast from France. We've made it and thank you to everyone in all of the other countries where we've made it into the top 100 or the top 20 or the top 50. Please, I encourage you, if you listen to my episodes, if you listen to any of the podcast episodes, take a screenshot post it to your Instagram, tag me, and I will repost it. It really warms my heart to see you guys' reaction. And if you love the episodes, if you love the show, leave a comment on Apple Podcasts. It will really help us rank better, and it will actually help more people know about this podcast, know about the amazing topics that we cover, discover the amazing stories of the men and women that have been brave enough to come and bear it all on the podcast. So share it with a friend, share it with your sister, with your brother, with your boyfriend, with your mom, literally with whoever you can think of that might need a friend that day, or maybe just might need a laugh. You know, I also do episodes that make you laugh. So please and thank you so much. Next thing I wanted to let you guys know is I have actually opened a Facebook page, Facebook group for all of us to connect, to hang out, and to learn. So I'm calling it pretty sure it's the podcast crew. So you can go right into Facebook right now, search for that in the search bar and join. To let you know a little bit about what is going to be inside, we are going to have so much fun. So as I mentioned before in a previous episode, I have recently pivoted in my business to being a podcast coach because a couple of you were asking me what are the best things to do when you're um, launching a podcast, how to launch a podcast and all of that. So I decided that it was probably a sign that I needed to pivot and serve you guys in that way. So in doing that, I actually created a little poll on Instagram. If you follow me, go to Instagram and search for at Pretty Sure Podcast. And follow me there. I give updates. We go live on Thursdays and we create amazing content. So I did a little poll and I asked if anyone was interested in me opening a Facebook group, and you said mostly yes, so... I aim to please and in this Facebook group, it is going to be amazing. I'm so excited. I'm going to be delivering weekly trainings that are exclusive to the group. So if you've ever been curious to know how to launch a podcast, what strategies you would need to launch a podcast, or even just how to be a great podcast guest and get yourself on podcast shows, you're gonna want to go hang out in that Facebook group because that's where it's all going to be at. And upcoming, we're going to have guest experts do teachings. I'm also going to do mock interviews. So if you've ever wanted to be on a podcast, but are too nervous and you want to have some experience beforehand, go inside the Facebook group. I will help you. We'll do, and we'll have some fun. And we'll also have some hangouts and it's just going to be loads of fun. So now that I said those announcements, again, I want to thank you all so, so much for supporting the podcast, for listening to it and just it literally just warms my heart when I receive at least one message from someone saying, hey, I really loved X or Y episode. I really love your attitude, your vibe, whatever, because really I do this for you. And I do this because... I have been in so many situations where I feel completely alone, I feel misunderstood, and I just wish I had someone to talk to. Not that I don't have any friends, but there have been times when I'm super lonely back in my, I don't want to say darkest days, but in the lowest of lows that I've had. So if it helps at least one person, I am ecstatic. So Back to today's topic, like I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, we are going to be talking about what happens when you're miserable at work. I was really inspired to talk about this this week because it has come up quite a lot in the past two weeks on Facebook uh, on a couple of conversations that I've had with my friends or some followers that have messaged me saying that I'm inspiring or whatnot. And then I start trying to get to know them because yes, guys, if you message me, I will actually have a conversation with you. I will ask you things. I will get to know you and we'll become cyber friends. So, A couple of people have said, I don't know what to do. Like, I'm trying to build my business. I'm miserable in my nine to five. And I also saw a post from a Instagram page that I follow. They're called Yes Girl or Yes Queen. I can't remember. I will link it anyway in the bio if you want to check it out. And they were talking about how they started the nonprofit or the foundation and the instagram uh, page because they had had bad experiences before in nine to five and they wanted to just kind of like talk about all of these things and they kind of did a post saying that a while back they had done a poll on their instagram asking how many people were actually happy in their nine to fives or who more accurately was hating their nine to five was depressed for some reason or they just were unhappy and a staggering majority had said that they had, at one point or another, suffered through a job that they hated or through a toxic work environment. And if you haven't followed me for a while, I don't think I've ever mentioned it before, but i it was really triggering for me because it made me remember the absolute horrible experiences I've had in the past while I was working in corporate. Now, PSA, I'm not saying that corporate is bad. You can absolutely love corporate. That is your call. You can. You probably are one of the lucky persons that work for a great manager, work for a great boss, are super motivated, love what they do, and you just got really lucky in uh, the situation where you're at. But... There are so many situations that are really bad when you work and it's really hard. So yeah, I found it triggering because my most recent experience, I've never really openly talked about it. I have shown some snippets here and there on my social media accounts or talked to some friends, but it was something that I kept pretty hidden because one, I was ashamed and two, I just did not know how to deal with it. So the whole thing happened to me when I wasn't this extremely confident person that I am now, the person that is way more open to talking about her troubles, her situations, things that she's not happy about, and someone that accepted stuff that she couldn't change instead of standing up for not shitty behavior, but things she didn't deserve. So back... Let's backtrack it a little bit. So this experience was last year, but to give you a little bit of a context. So it all started when I finished my master's degree in 2018. So this was August, 2018. I had finished my master's degree, all of my classes, and I had to find an internship to validate the almost two years of studies that I had done. And I had been lucky enough to have already had some experience working in the fashion world, in journalism, media, uh, on the art direction side in magazines, I meant. And previously, when I was much younger, working with my dad in the companies where he worked at as a translator, as an interpreter, and as an executive assistant. So basically his right hand. So it wasn't like I was starting from scratch, like I had never worked in my life before. I didn't have anything on my resume. On the contrary, I had quite a lot of things to put on my resume, but I was still finding it pretty hard to find a job that I would be interested in and they would be interested in me. I really wanted to gain experience, like I didn't care if I had to work 40, 50 hours a week. I just wanted to learn beyond please go make a coffee or throw the trash out or whatever it is that um, some abusive companies do to interns. So I had applied to this company who was, I think, an art direction like basically um, an advertising company, like a small little advertising agency. And I was super excited because back in 2018, my dream had been to like work in a media agency, advertising agency, publicity, whatever it was. But I wanted to help create brands. I wanted to help create publicity, advertising for brands, and just be kind of like Dawn Draper from Mad Men, which, yeah, I wanted to be like the female version. So I guess I wanted to be Peggy. But that's a whole conversation for another day because sorry if you were a fan of Peggy, but she was so obnoxious. Like, yeah, I get the whole women empowerment. I fully support that. So happy she got like the raise and so happy she got to where she was, but she was hella annoying at some point. And yeah, Don Draper, he also had his flaws. (laughs) Obviously, I'm not saying like he's a perfect example, but I'm just saying that I kind of wanted to be that. And so I got this interview with this company, this agency, and I was so happy. I went there. Uh, Long story short, I impressed them, and they hired me on the spot. They said, yes, you can start working. I think it was that week or in two days or something like that. So super excited. Went there the first day to work, and here's where the thing, the bad thing happened, let's say. And nothing really bad happened to me in this working experience, just FYI. The actual bad experience happened later as a consequence of this. So... They had promised me that I was going to be the assistant to art direction, so I was going to be involved in, like, creative stuff. I was basically going to be there to learn from the art director and the um, general director, which I was super excited for because even if you're just sitting there in the meetings or listening or taking notes and stuff like that, you learn a lot. So when I got to the job the first day of my internship, I was met with... Yeah, so actually you're not the assistant to the art director, you're the assistant to the assistant of the art director. That was the first thing that I was like, mm, I feel like I was cheated on like I just with somebody mistook what they were saying to me or they tried to sell me something that wasn't, I don't know, I wasn't feeling great. Second thing was like I was thinking I'm going to have like a little desk in the light area of the office because it was like a too um like a two-story office, and then the upper level was, like, nice and airy, and it was very light, and it was great. Turns out, no, I had to go to the under level, so I had to go to the lower level where it was dark. It was cold AF because it was basically, like, a cave. We barely had light. Um, I didn't even have a desk. Like, it was – they were keeping boxes there. They were keeping, like, papers it was bad. And the stairs, they weren't even like stairs. They were these like really bad stairs, staircases, kind of like what you see in movies and in shows of um, a New York fire escape thing. So something like that. And I was like, what the hell is happening like this? I, I, I feel like this is not even legal what they're doing. And I was like, okay, you can suck it up. Like maybe it gets better. Maybe it's just for the time being. You can find a way to fix this. You can find a way to make it work. And then the last straw was dropped when I basically spent the entire day, and I'm not even exaggerating, the entire day on the phone with FedEx because I had to send, they had to come and pick up a shipment of I think it was five or six perfume bottles that were being sent to New York because they had to shoot them. So I spent five hours on the phone with FedEx trying to figure out how to set up the computer, how to do this, how to do that. And then the, like, my boss had the nerve to come up and to me and call me, like, not even send me an email, nothing. She was like, would yell from the upper level and would be like, Yeah, I need you to come here because FedEx is coming in like five minutes and you need to put the box together and like put the, um, little print out there so they can receive it. And so I looked at her and I was like, yeah, of course, sure. And I asked her just out of curiosity. I was like, yeah, so how many like how many times am I going to have to do this? Like what is going to be my normal job description because you said that I was going to be assisting the art direction and I was going to be doing like creative things. And she was like, yeah, no. So mostly your job is going to consist in, I really want the lower office to be cleaned up and organized. And you're going to be the FedEx girl. And then if in any meeting, anyone needs water or whatever, you're going to bring it to us. And yeah, that's going to be basically your day to day. Oh, and managing my agenda because I manage the assistant, the art director's agenda. And so you're going to have to manage my agenda. And I was like, I did not study basically seven years of BA and master's to literally put – like give you water and spend my day on the phone with FedEx. So I quit that same day. I went home. I thought about it. I told my parents and I was like, guys, I don't know what to do. This is what happened to me today. This is what's going to be the future of this company. I don't really see that I'm going to be working the creative part. They really didn't respect me. They sold me something that I wasn't going to be doing. What should I do? They thought I was crazy for quitting, but I think it was the best thing I ever did because I really showed them how I wanted to be treated and how I really wanted to have some respect. And I didn't Think it was okay that they told me I was going to be doing something and then they didn't follow through and gave me something else. So that was my first experience. Granted, it was not bad. It was like okay. It was relatively normal to what people live as interns. On other occasions, I worked in the fashion industry in showrooms. If you don't know what a showroom is, by the way, it is. I'm going to say it's like a store for stores. So a brand, actually, you know what? I'm going to do one episode on this. Let me know if you want me to do one episode on this, but basically most of the retail magazine, retail magazines, I'm thinking in French, retail stores and big department stores like Macy's and all of that, they go to the brands and then they buy stock of clothes they're going to sell for next season. So basically, I worked in a bunch of showrooms, and let me tell you the things you do to work in fashion. That episode is going to be really interesting because, whew, the stories I can tell you guys. Basically, yeah, I was mistreated, worked long hours, did not get paid, got paid in a bag, which was fun, but yeah. So, I mean, I had experience in being poorly treated as an intern, so I thought I was going to be okay, and I thought I knew better after that and would... You know, be able to stand up for myself and everything was going to be great. So fast forward a couple of months later, I was still looking for an internship and I was convinced that I didn't want to settle and I wanted to find something that I loved. So this was back in January, 2019. I wanted to work for one of the biggest agencies in the world. That was my goal. And everybody thought I was crazy. I was never going to get it because I didn't have experience. I wasn't French. I wasn't this, I wasn't that. And Long story short, I actually got the job. So I got the internship at this place. I'm not going to name because I – even though I had the worst experience of my entire life and I probably still – I'm a bit, like, traumatized by it, I don't want um, it to be out there because – it's just not, it's just not a great idea. And my image would be like, not that I even have an image, but you know, it's not even that relevant. It's just like a bad experience I had with a boss and yeah. So here goes. I got hired in this amazing agency where I was working at. I was so happy the first couple of weeks. I, again, had been sold something that I wasn't doing, but it was not that bad. So I was initially told that it was a mix of creative and business. So I would be doing a lot of analysis, but also I would be coming up with creative ideas and people would listen or at least take it into account and maybe implement it at some point. That is what the person that hired me told me, who actually was my boss. So I got there. And it was actually more of a coordination job. So if you've never worked in a coordination role, you basically send emails all day. (laughs) So in this case, we were hired by a client, but we were just the agency in the region or the country. And so we had to manage the client's wants, desires, and emails to the other agencies in different countries so that they could execute. We were basically the middleman. So again, this was not what I had been sold. I was been told I was going to do something great, whatever. I was like, okay, it's fine. I can do this. They're great brands. At least, you know, they're going to listen to some of my input and it's going to be fine. Turns out the role was way more analytical than I thought. They had me doing reports on tracking how the campaigns worked, tracking clicks, doing a lot of excel sheets and doing a lot of comparison reports on the competition and all of that which if you've heard at least one episode of mine, I'm like 100% creative and I'm nothing like let's go analyze this and let's see how much numbers fit in together and how this worked with that and yeah. But all in all, it was still okay because I was having fun with my um, colleagues. I was basically befriending my immediate superior. My boss was great. Like, the environment was just amazing. So I was like, okay, it could be worse. Like, it, it could actually be worse. Like, you just have to survive this for six months. You get paid. You can leave at five or six or whatever time it is, go home, enjoy the day, and then come back to work. Like, it will be fine. And the cool part about working in a big agency and working on the media side is that most of the clients want to kiss your butt because I don't want to say the other word, but they want to kiss your butt. And so they will sponsor parties for the agency. They will sponsor like team building events. We had clients from all over coming around and giving uh, free training. So we had Pinterest come on a lot, goodie bags, you know, I think I have still like a bag of goodie bags of (laughs) things like pens, like little notebooks and stuff like that. So like it was okay. I was living the life, you know, this was my first official job in media, in communication, whatever I was living the life. And then shit hit the fan. So my immediate superior, like I mentioned, we were becoming friends. Like we literally went to the Versailles castle one weekend with another colleague. It was great. We had fun. We were going out to lunch when we went to these events and stuff. So I was like, okay, things are, yeah, like it's fine. All of a sudden from one day to the next, guys, she went batshit crazy. Not even kidding. She like completely flipped on me. So Obviously, like I've mentioned, I'm Mexican, German, and live in France. So that means I speak English, French, Spanish, and German. And so most of the agencies we were dealing with were in all of these countries, and so I was utilizing all of my languages. It was not to show off, but obviously if you speak a language with the person, like, it is way more comfortable to speak that language than speak a third language or a second language in whatever case, that the other person is not really comfortable with. So I was speaking to these clients in their native tongues. We were basically becoming close. Like By close, I mean they were messaging me. They were asking me like how my day was. They were just visibly nicer to me than they were to my superior. Side note, my superior was a bit of a biatch. She Was not the nicest person you'd ever encounter. She had a very strong attitude and she could be mean and she could be very petty. I was never on the receiving end at the beginning, so I didn't think much of it. So basically, she started being jealous of, of these clients speaking to me in a nicer way than they were speaking to her, and she started feeling left out. And I guess she felt threatened, which is completely insane because I actually had told them, like I've told them on many occasions, this is not what I was hoping for. I don't like this. So once, you know, I'm obviously going to do my best. I'm going to do a great job. I'm going to impress you guys because that's what I do. But if possible, I would love to be recommended or to be thought of for a more creative role. So they knew 100% that I didn't want to stay. So it was completely insane that this person thought it was competition because i didn't care for the role i didn't care for what i was doing anyway first strike was randomly just on it wasn't even doing anything didn't even provoke her just out of the blue she put me in evidence with everyone else and she's like you didn't do this correctly and i said oh my God, I'm sorry. Um, I didn't know this is like, this is the way you taught me. So I'm doing everything the way you taught me, but maybe I made a mistake or something. She lost her cool and she yelled at me in the middle of the office. And you have to consider that in agencies, normally you have open space offices, which means huge ass desks. You share them with like one, two, three people. You each have like your individual big part of the desk, but it's basically like a huge table divided into like two or four. And so everyone could hear her just yelling at me and being really rude and being like, don't you dare speak to me like that. Um, you, I tell you what you do and what you do wrong and what you do right and you don't disagree with me. And if you need me to show you, I'll come over and show you because you're doing a bad job. And I was like, can you please not speak to me like that? Because I don't Appreciate you yelling at me. I can speak to you the way I want, whatever, whatever. And I was just like shocked. This was like the first offense. And she didn't obviously like that I talked back to her, but I wasn't talking back to her. I was literally just defending myself because I don't believe in people having on- an authority over you, being mean, rude, or yelling at you. That is just not what a boss should be like. That is not what a boss should do. If any of your bosses react that way, I would encourage you to speak to them in, in a calmer, like, maybe in a more calm moment, not when they are yelling at you or when the moment is heated or whatever, but on another occasion. Just go up to them and be like, hey, sir, or hey, boss, or Jim, or Clara, or whatever their names are. I don't even care. Go up to them and be like, hey – I didn't, I just wanted to let you know that I didn't appreciate the way, um, we were discussing this or that situation. I know I might've screwed up. I know this might've been wrong, but I would really appreciate it if you could, I don't know, set me aside next time, like whatever, however you want to handle it. Like I agree, I didn't handle it the best way, but I didn't really appreciate someone yelling at me in the middle of an office for absolutely everyone to hear and everyone to just be like, what the hell is happening? and me basically being ridiculed. So that happened. And then a couple of days later, we were both working on a presentation. These are very specific examples, by the way, but they actually happened. So uh, we were working on a presentation and they all knew that I was good at graphic design because I had studied that. I had worked on a magazine and I was good at putting together um, PowerPoint presentations and whatnot because of the design aspect. So I created this presentation. It was really pretty. It was looking great. And I asked her, I was like, do you want to see it before we present it to our other boss? Like, do you want to check it together so we can, I don't know, like maybe you want to change something. Maybe you want to put some um, figures in a different way. Like, just, just, I don't know, check it. And she was like, no, I trust you. I know that you're doing a good job and I know your skills and it's going to be great. And I was like, okay, cool. So we went, we presented it to the other boss, and we were all three of us sitting in an office. So you can picture me sitting on one side, my immediate superior on the other side, and then our boss next to us. We're presenting this thing, and then at some point, our boss says, oh, I don't really think this way you put the figures together looks great. I think you might change it. I don't know why you came up with this. This is not great. And so I said, okay, um, can you like, please let me know why, like what it is specifically that you want us to change so I can know what direction you want to go in. And she was like, yeah, it just looks too creative and I don't think it works for the flow. And I was like, oh, that's very valid. Um, If you could just show me how to do that because I don't know what to do exactly what you want me to do. Like I was really nice, I was respectful. I wasn't even offended. I was legitimately asking how you can do that. And so my superior said, yeah, I don't know why she did that if I had told her to change it. And I just stared at her. I was like, excuse you, what? Like I specifically asked you if there was something you wanted to check or change. And you said, no, it's fine. I trust you. It looks great. I was just still shocked sitting there. And then all of a sudden she stares at the screen and she goes, you wrote that wrong. I don't know why you wrote that. If I sent you the correct thing. And I was like, I'm sorry what are we talking about right now she's like yeah the text that's appearing on the screen you didn't add this and that thing that you should have added I don't know why you didn't do it are you stupid or what and I was like I don't have any idea what you're talking about she's like I sent you two texts and you had to add both texts into the presentation and I said okay I guess it was my bad I misunderstood what you said and I thought you had said these are the two things choose one she's like no, I'll show you. Guys, she grabbed her laptop in the middle of the meeting, just like in the middle of a meeting with our boss, grabs her laptop, goes to her Skype, checks the conversation and shows me the text where she apparently clearly said, you have to add these two. By this time I was livid. I was like, you are shaming me. You are being really rude to me and you were just being a complete pain in the ass. I still have to be respectful, so I'm not going to say anything, but you are pushing my buttons. So I told her, I was like, yes, that is great. Thank you for letting me know. And like I mentioned, I made a mistake. I misunderstood what you said. We can still change it. We are in this meeting before we present it to the client to change it. And she goes, don't you dare speak to me like that. Shut up because I'm right and you're wrong and you cannot speak until I say you can speak. And I was just like, excuse me, I do not allow you to speak to me like that because you're being very disrespectful and I don't like the tone you're taking. I would really appreciate it. And she was like, again, you do not speak unless I say you can speak. And she was just so rude, guys, that even our boss had to say like, girls, calm down. Like, it's almost lunchtime. I know you guys are hungry. From there, things went to shit. She decided to just start being really hostile with me. She stopped speaking to me and stopped communicating other than through emails. And fast forward two weeks later, she had apparently gone behind my back, talked to our boss, and had kicked me off the account, basically. So they said that they didn't require my help anymore for that specific task and that they would just need me to do assistant work, basically. And I was still going to do uh, the other account that we had, but I was also to report directly to her and to do whatever she said. And I thought, okay, you know what? That's fine. Um, I have three months left. I'm just going to sit here. I'm going to be paid basically to do nothing, try to do my job, and just stay out of anyone's way. Again, she kept giving me side glares every single day. She basically yelled at me over every little thing that I did, even though I wasn't responding. I wasn't talking back to her. I was just saying like, hey, please speak in a nicer tone to me. I don't appreciate the way you're speaking to me. She would yell at me. She would, I don't even know. She would just like ridicule me in meetings and she would ridicule me behind my back and she would just make everything seem like I was an incompetent person and I was doing everything wrong. And so at this point, I went home every single day for three months. And when I got home, I cried and I cried out of frustration. I cried because I felt completely useless, to be honest with you. Like I really felt like my self-esteem was deteriorating. Like absolutely everything was bad because it wasn't only the fact that I felt like I was walking on eggshells every single day because whatever I would do, if it wasn't 100% perfect or the way she wanted, that she never communicated with me even if I asked. Or if I knew something was wrong and I responded to the agents or I did something that was part of my job description but she didn't like. She would yell at me. She would get me in trouble with our boss. And our boss and her were friends. So basically, they sided with each other. And so it was not only that, but it was also the fact that she would speak terribly to me. I felt like they were mocking me as well. I felt like they were purposefully excluding me, purposefully making me feel like I was in high school, to be quite frank with you guys. And it's just when you know you're doing a good job and then all of a sudden they kick you off just because they're intimidated by you, not because you did anything wrong, but literally because they feel intimidated by you, you start questioning your abilities and you start making yourself crazy, going over every single thing you could have done different. Every single thing you start, like just, you start questioning yourself. I literally, every single thing I did during those last three months, I checked five or 10 times and I'm trying to make sure there was never a mistake. There was no tech problems. I handed everything in time, and yet she still found ways to torture me. And I don't know. It was just horrible. It was awful, and I felt like nobody was on my side. I was being totally gaslit because people would just not believe it. They would be like, I don't think she would be that mean to do that to you. You're probably exaggerating. You're probably saying this. You're probably doing that. And so for three straight months, I – was miserable. I just didn't even know what else I was gonna do with my life. I didn't know what I was gonna do after work. I didn't know if they were gonna give me a recommendation. I didn't know if I was actually gonna stay in that company that I really wanted to. I thought my name was just gonna be muddled for the rest of like my career because of bad things they would say about me. And if you're thinking, "Oh, well why didn't you quit?" <laughs> Joke was on me. I couldn't actually quit because I had a contract for 6 months with my university and my employer, and in order to break contract and end earlier, I had to be in a meeting with my bosses, my school, and myself, and all three parties would have to agree that I end my internship early. And when I say this was not an option, I say it because my superiors, my bosses thrived and were happy making me miserable. So that was not a viable option. So here's how I handled it. And I do think if you're going through a situation like this, my number one piece of advice to you would be speak up. Doesn't matter who they are. Doesn't matter what level of power they have. Doesn't matter what role they have in the company. Never ever let anyone bully you. Never ever be quiet or think no one's going to believe me. And stand up for things that are right, but always be respectful. Never lose your cool and just stand up for what you believe in. Don't let time pass and don't Feel like there's nothing you can do and stay in the situation longer than you need to stay because you don't have to be a martyr. You will not get a prize if you endure that and it will not make a difference if you stay quiet. So that's my number one type of advice for you guys. And then basically what I did, <laughs> I'm also pretty savage by the way, if you haven't noticed. So yeah, I do, I do. I'm I'm good. Like I'm a nice person. I'm genuinely a nice person. Like I'm sweet, I'm friendly. I my biggest passion is to help people. My biggest passion is to make an impact to make people feel confident and happy with themselves and all of that. But I know what buttons to push and I know what to say to make a point. And I could be hurtful if I'm pushed to the limit. And obviously, after three months, I was at my end's meet and limit, and I just couldn't handle it anymore. So before leaving on my last day, I wrote a letter to my boss. I wrote it in an email. And I didn't want to make a big deal about it. I didn't want like him or her to be shocked and to put me aside and make a big scandal and go to HR and whatever. I just literally wanted the person to know everything that I thought because I couldn't stay quiet anymore. And this – I think this was the best email I have ever written in my life. To this day, I still kept it. I basically told this person, listen, I – Had the worst experience of my life working in this company. I was miserable for the last three months. I spent most days trying to figure out what exactly went wrong, feeling like I was incompetent, feeling completely bullied and not being able to do absolutely anything about it because you were on this person's side. And I'm not blaming you. I'm blaming myself for not having spoken earlier, but I also put a part of the blame on you because you were not a boss. The way you reacted was not the way a boss should react because a boss, regardless of their personal feelings towards their employees, regardless of whether they're close to someone or their friends, they should remain impartial, they should listen to both sides of the story, and they should put a stop to any harassment or bullying or whatever negative situation is happening for the sake of the company, for the sake of the employees, and they should always have peace in their workspace. So I blame you for that, and then basically I was just saying how disappointed I was because I was super excited to start working in the company and that I thanked him because now I know moving forward what it actually takes to be a boss, how to deal with the situations, and I just grew as a person. So basically I sent him a really strong email, but I was also being very pol- like politically correct about it. I was so proud about it. He received it. I think he read it or he read through it while I was there because I was sitting in front of him in like our little open space office. And he, I, I could see he was visibly stressed. He had to go out and smoke and he took like 30 minutes thinking about it or I don't even know, took his phone with him and I saw a second person go out with him to talk about it. So I definitely saw that he reacted and I thought he wasn't going to email me back left the office, left my computer, left everything. He wished me luck. And he was like, if you ever need anything, let me know. And I was like, yeah, cool. Thanks. I don't think I will, but yeah. He responded to my email the next day. And I was shocked because basically what he said was, yes, I regret not having handled the situation in the correct way. If you ever need anything, know that I'm always here. And I think – for the record, you were right, and everything that you said in the email was true. I nearly fainted and nearly cried from just finally somebody accepting that I was put through shit throughout the entire internship. So, after that, obviously, I had a different experience. I had a great corporate experience, I had a much nicer boss, and just an overall better experience. And now, I can say, I know how to put limits. I know how to tell people, at least in working scenarios, that I don't accept what they're doing. I don't accept the way they're treating me. I need space and I have boundaries, which is a great step for me because I've never really had them, but that's a topic for another day. And I, like I mentioned, I'm still traumatized by that because in my last job that I had pre-pandemic, I didn't really mention the story to them, but I did say, listen, I just come from a really bad internship experience. I don't want to repeat that. So I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. And the first thing I would love to know is if I worked here and I have creative ideas, or I think I have some input, or I just would like my voice to be heard, is this a safe space where you would actually allow me to do that? Or do you expect me to be quiet, nod, and do as I'm told?" And I think they were taken aback because people normally don't ask these types of questions, but I, like I mentioned, I was traumatized and it was the worst experience. So I thought, you know, after that, nothing bad can happen. And really, if they don't accept the things that I ask them, why would I want to work there anyway if the company culture is not something that I respect and I want for myself? So just goes to show you guys that... You need to stay true to yourself. You need to set boundaries. You need to respect yourself. You need to handle things with um, delicacy and diplomacy, but always, always ask for respect. And just know that if you're going through a bad time, if you're going through horrible toxic work environment or you're being bullied or you are miserable in your job, you feel like you can't continue on and you don't see a way out. There's always a way out. There's always something you can do and please speak up because regardless of what it is, you're not alone and there's probably someone else that is going through that as well. Or it might be an example in the company and things might change. So don't ever diminish your voice because you think it's not going to do anything. It will. And I think I do regret not having said anything earlier, but again, learning experience, I've learned my lesson and now I'm stronger and better for it. And you got a great episode out of it because I basically poured my soul into this and I told you the story with details, which maybe some of them were necessary. Maybe some of them weren't, but it is what it is. So again, pretty sure my learning from having a horrible work experience is speak your truth, raise your voice, make people respect you, not in a bad way, but just like make it known that you want to be respected and never ever tolerate bullies in any single way shape or form. Doesn't matter If you're an intern, if you're a CEO, if you are a manager, if you are an executive, whatever it is, even if you're, I don't know, if you're a barista, if you're a garbage driver, a garbage truck driver, if you are a janitor, whatever it is, every single person demands respect. There's no profession, there's no job, there's no career that is beneath absolutely anyone. And all of us do hard work. All of us work hard and all of us put our soul into jobs. So just, just, just don't treat guys. Just don't treat anyone poorly, please, because it'll come back to you in karma. And I'm not saying that that is what I wish upon you. I'm just saying don't do to others what you don't want to be done to you. So with that, I will say I'm ending this episode. It went way longer than I thought it was going to go again. Sorry. Sorry, not sorry. I. Th- said I'm going to stop saying sorry. If you liked our episodes, if you like the show, please, pretty please leave a review. Go share it with a friend. Share it with your neighbor, with your cousin, with your sister, with your mom, with your dad, with your grandma, with whoever it is. Share it. Spread the word because I'm pretty sure you're going to help someone and you're going to make their day or you're going to make them feel not alone because that is my goal with this podcast. I don't want anyone to feel alone in any situation and I want you to think of me as your best friend. Please, if you want to know more about podcasting, if you would ever like to be a guest but don't think you can, if you're curious about anything around podcasting, confidence or you just want to have um, internet people to talk to and hang out with, join the Facebook group. Pretty sure it's the podcast crew. It's going to be linked in the description. And if you want to check out great content, if you want to hear me do live episodes, interviews, and if you want to just send me a message and talk, go to our Instagram at prettysurepodcast.com and send me a message. That is all for this week. Hope you have a great one. I will see you next time. See you later, guys. Peace out, everyone.